the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And I welcome you again to Bob Bernie Live. And we are live in Akron, Ohio. We're at the Hilton Fairlawn Hotel, or maybe the Fairlawn Hilton, I don't know. But we're here for the big Freedom Banquet tonight, sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance. It's going to be a great, great evening. I have the privilege of being the MC, And I've got some really special guests for you this hour. First up, sitting across the table from me, is the treasurer of the state of Ohio. He is the 49th treasurer for the state of Ohio, Robert Sprague. Mr. Sprague, welcome, and thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad to be here with you, Bob. Thank you for having me on. All right, first thing, give me the names of the previous 48 treasurers in alphabetical order. Well, let me start. Back in 1792. (laughs) I've got to ask you, because politics today, we're going to talk about important issues, elections coming up, and so forth. But I want our listeners to get acquainted Mm -hmm. with our treasurer. Politics is not for the faint of heart, never has been, but especially today. What in the world led Robert Sprague to get involved in politics, particularly on a statewide level? Well, I'll tell you, uh, my initial interest in politics really uh, germinates from my grandfather. And he was, yeah, he was Phi Beta Kappa, graduated from Case Western Reserve Law School. And he felt that the highest, uh, one of the highest callings of his life was to be in the Court of Appeals. And that, that is not exactly the most exciting court, if you've ever been to yeah. the Court of Appeals. Yeah, but he felt around the dinner table at night that he was making law and refining law and building the rule of law under the Constitution for the people of the state of Ohio. And he felt that that was tremendously important. And it was an important public service. And it was something that our government was grounded upon. And uh, so as a kid, I would go around to different events. He was responsible for 17 different counties, uh, being on the State Court of Appeals. And uh, so I would go around to these different events in the evenings. And so I kind of grew up that way. And my grandmother made a point of making sure that we went to um, Williamsburg, Virginia. And uh, that was kind of where the love of, uh, maybe not politics began, but certainly the love of my country and and the love of, and the interest in government and leading and trying to solve problems uh, that that, uh, our communities face. What surprised you the most when you were elected to a statewide office? You held local offices before in the Findlay area. Mm -hmm. It's a big jump to go from, a political office in Findlay to the entire state of Ohio, particularly taking care of the purse strings, the budget of, well, not necessarily the budget, but the, the monetary aspects of the state of Ohio. Is there anything that you didn't expect, or was it just a step up from what you'd been doing before? Oh, I'll tell you, it's a big, it's a big jump. 
um, being in the treasurer's office, we have a $30 billion portfolio. I mean, that's almost real money. In the state of <laughs> 30 billion. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, somebody once told me, they said, Robert, have you ever noticed how all of the banks uh, face the Capitol building in downtown Columbus? I said, well, no, actually, I have not noticed that. But now that you point that out, it's yeah, true. It's true, yeah. And, you know, this, these, are, these are big, big sums of money. And so it is a, it's a very big operation. We are very, uh, very knowledgeable and kind of narrow, but a very deep office in terms of our ability to deliver. Um, and when I came into office, one of the biggest surprises was um, it took me a while to really work on the office and get it to where I wanted it to be from a management standpoint. Uh, and it took a good two years for us to really get to the point where we had reviewed all the programs and I felt like they were operating. And when I came in, uh, we, we developed a mission statement. Our mission statement is very simple. and We still use it to this day and we follow it. Um, and it's to be stewards of taxpayer dollars and, uh, and to be bold innovators for the people of the state of Ohio because we think how you pay for things matters, um, and we want to be responsible with that. And then the third piece is to be a wise investor in the future of our state, and that involves our portfolio and also what we do uh, with some of our programs. So uh, we wanted those our, our functions to align with that mission, and we made a lot of changes in the office to, to get it there. All right. In as few words as possible, what in the world does the Ohio treasurer do? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner. I come from a long church background, pastored for 25 years, and the church treasurer stayed late on Sunday night, wrote out the checks, and signed them. You don't sign all of the checks for the state of Ohio. As brief as possible, what does the Ohio treasurer do? Well, certainly there is that check-cutting element of it, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, actually, the paper checks served two purposes. They were a check to get your money from the bank, from the state, but also they were right. a warrant. And they were actually a legal document, which is a warrant against the treasury of the state of Ohio. Hmm. But mostly everything happens electronically now. And that warrant is actually to, to basically fulfill that debt to you from the state treasury. So it was a legal document in a form of... Anyway, so that's all very technical things that kind of go back. And right, I'm, right. You know, I'm the treasurer. Keith Faber is the, is the state auditor. He audits our books to make sure all right. the money is there. But very briefly, what the, what the treasurer's office does, we invest a $30 billion portfolio. We access the capital market, so we issue debt for the state for our balance sheet. Uh, we have a huge trust function, so we do not determine the investments of the pension funds, the five pension funds. But we do keep track of we are the custodian for their assets to make sure that they're there for the pensioners and the, uh, the, the pension funds. Uh, we collect the cash of the state. We distribute the cash of the state. Um, and uh, we account for it. We have an accounting department. Uh, and then we have a policy and programs department that launches new things. We have an economic development arm uh, that does our link deposit program. And uh, we have a stable account. Uh, for individuals with disabilities wow. and, and so on and so forth. Thank so we you. have some extra Thank pieces. you for the exceptional yeah. explanation. <laughs> and I, I knew our time would go very fast, but I, I wanted our listeners to be acquainted with you personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have thrust yourself into the controversial special election coming up in August. Why is that so important for you? And what would you say to our listeners about why it's important for them to get out and vote on August 8th? 
Well, the August 8th election is about raising the threshold to change the founding document of Ohio, the Ohio Constitution, to a 60% threshold, which means that you would have to have you know, not just a majority plus one, but you'd have 60% abroad, uh, abroad support for any sort of constitutional amendment. And the reason that I'm interested in this is because I'm a constitutional office holder. Mm-hmm. And anything that affects the Constitution obviously affects me, uh, both as a constitutional office holder, but also as a parent and as an Ohioan. Yes. And when I was in the General Assembly, uh, we had the Constitutional Commission that was looking at changes that needed to be made in the Ohio Constitution. And one of the things they looked at was raising the threshold to amend the Ohio Constitution. Now, right now, the Ohio Constitution can be amended by 50% plus one vote. And as a result... Which, if we look at the other states, that's unusual. We are the odd man out. 30-some states don't even allow initiative petitions to yeah, e- or, or yeah. initiatives from okay. the citizens to even change their state's constitution. Right. Um, so we, that is extremely unusual. And as a result of that, uh, we've, I think, maybe had 172 changes to yeah. the Ohio Constitution. Now contrast that to only 27 changes to the American Constitution, the United States Constitution, because obviously there's two-thirds uh, of Congress and three-fourths of the states approval and ratification. So that much higher standard, obviously, for the founding document of our country has made sure that those rights are stable within our United States Constitution. We simply want the same thing for the Ohio Constitution. Absolutely, and thank you for your support and your activism in this as well. Robert Sprague, Ohio's 49th treasurer, and he would have given us the other 48 in alphabetical order, but we're out of time. (laughs) Robert Sprague, thank you so much for dropping by. I'm looking forward to the uh, banquet in just a little bit. Thank you so much, Bob. God bless you, and thank you for your service to our state. Bobberty Live will continue. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. If you were listening earlier, you know that we are live in Akron, Ohio, at the Hilton Fairlawn Hotel or the Fairlawn Hilton. I've got to figure that out. I don't know which it is, but we're here for the big Freedom Banquet for the Ohio Christian Alliance. And it's my pleasure, my privilege, to welcome to the program a dear friend and a real champion for the pro-life community and the cause of life itself. Mike Donadakis is the president of Ohio Right to Life. Mike, it is a privilege to have you. It's been a long time. It has, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Bernie. It's uh, it's an absolute honor to be on your show. Excuse me. My phone is ringing, and you see what it says? Potential spam. <laughs> you think I should answer it? No. No, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, not going to answer it. I'm not going to answer it. Mike Gondadakis, how long have you been with Ohio Right to Life? I've been blessed to serve in this role. I'm in my 16th year now. Started, jeez, uh, I mean, a long time ago, and... Um, you know, it's wow. just it's been a. It's That's been, hard to believe, Mike, that yeah. you've been with them sixteen years. Sixteen, yes, sir. I think you and I met 
right at the beginning of your tenure there. Yeah, very We've known close. each other for a long time. We have, we have. What, what led you into the pro-life movement? Because as I told Robert Sprague, politics is not for the faint of heart. Being pro-life today is not for the faint of heart either. Just briefly explain your journey into pro-life activism. Sure. And when I uh, had an opportunity from former Attorney General Jim Petro, dating myself here a little bit, he was uh, elected official a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, I served, I was fortunate to serve in a role as a senior deputy attorney general for the state of Ohio and focused a lot on policy and legislative affairs. And I got to be introduced to Ohio Right to Life. I was pro-life. My family's uh, devoutly pro-life growing up here in the greater Akron area. Um, But I never really faced it until I was in the attorney general's office and the implications of policy and politics. And uh, they they sucked me in, so to speak, um, when I was in that role for government and worked with them uh, to oversee see how clinics were being mm-hmm. licensed, how clinics were being investigated and inspected. Yes. yes. And I and I fell in love with the men and women that worked there and more for the mission than I ever did in my life. And one thing led to another and then that, that date back in uh, two thousand and seven when I interviewed for this opportunity with them um, they thought it was a perfect natural fit, and here I am sixteen years later sitting with you in Akron, and, Ohio. And I remember very well some of the horrific abortion facilities that you were instrumental in getting shut down they were horrible they uh, they were and and um you know the public records that are available for anyone to inspect will demonstrate how um awful and unsanitary unhealthy um and unsafe all right we've got some things coming up a proposed constitutional amendment on the november ballot first and foremost mike how radical is this amendment if it were to become a part of the Ohio Constitution? The liberal left is saying, oh, those right-wingers, those pro-lifers, they're exaggerating. It's not. This is really a radical amendment, correct? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You nailed it. Radical is the right word to use. Bob, look, it's less than 250 words long, the proposed ballot initiative from Planned Parenthood and the ACLU. You do not have to be a lawyer to read it and understand it. It's pretty plain spoken. And what it says specifically is, is the state shall make no law directly or indirectly that interferes with a person. They can't even say woman, a person's right uh, to reproductive health care. And what that means is any laws currently on the books, any laws in the future would either directly or indirectly interfere if we tried to limit restrict ban you know ban late-term abortions that's a current law in Ohio it would all be wiped out Bob so these less than 250 words would be a death sentence for Ohio babies if this gets put into our state constitution Um, and and that's not dramatic that's realistic and it's and it breaks my heart although I'm not surprised that the media just whistles past the graveyard and allows Planned Parenthood to stand up and lie and say no it doesn't say that when yes, it does. It literally allows for a late-term abortion on demand with no limits, no restrictions. Furthermore, and even equally as offensive, if not more, is it removes parental consent. No longer are mother and father allowed to be involved in their child's life. God forbid something happens, a 14, 15, 16-year-old girl, she can go to a guidance counselor, a coach. An angry boyfriend could force her to go to have an abortion. A human trafficker, God forbid, in any, that situation could force her to go and have an abortion to keep his business going. Um, horrific as that sounds. And, and you know, 
when we say this on air in the paper on social media we don't say this lightly because you know as, as an attorney i'm a 25 year practicing attorney if i misrepresent the law i could lose my law license i could sure. bring go in front of the state bar association i challenge planned parenthood i've tra- tra- i've challenged the traditional media to file a complaint against me for the claims i made but they won't because they know i'm telling the truth and i would have third party validation then from the courts saying i'm telling the truth they need over 400,000 verified signatures within just a few weeks. Do you have any idea where they are in the signature gathering process? I, I do. Um, they held a Zoom press conference today. Um, I was not invited to it, of course, but uh, the reporters called me afterwards and debriefed and wanted my, re- my response. They have claimed that, well, now look, they've spent millions of dollars hiring outside firms, yes. uh, bringing people from California into New York, paying them $20 an hour plus X amount of dollars per signature. So they threw all of their resources at this, uh, you know, dark money. Uh, n- no one knows where this came from. They're going to turn in enough signatures. Now, the question remains. Um, is, it, is it enough valid signatures? Yeah. And our great pro-life Secretary of State, Frank LaRose, will be in charge of, um, of making sure that those signatures are valid and meet Ohio law. And if they don't, they'll be thrown out. And if they do meet it, then we'll have an election in November. But their, their, their goal is to have over a million signatures turned in. Granted, they're not all going to be valid, but that's where our great Secretary of State comes in. To so if, if you were to look into the Mike Gonadakis crystal ball, do you think this is going to be on the ballot in November? I would say based on the millions of dollars they've spent, the, the likelihood is probably, again, crystal ball here, and I hope I'm wrong and I come back on the show and I'll, and I'll beg for forgiveness, but I believe that they'll ultimately have enough signatures to turn in right. just because of the sheer amount of money and manpower they have and they've used to uh, collect signatures, whether it be abortion, unfortunately, or any other issue, gambling, marijuana. You know, when you put that much money in to collect that many signatures, you, you, you can hit the mark. Which means the August 8th election becomes even that more important. This has got to pass. Otherwise, we're going to have one of the most radical pro-abortion amendments in the state and in American history. Am I exaggerating on that? No, you're absolutely right. Currently, we have laws on the books that protect unborn life, whether it be late term, 20 weeks, our pain-capable law. We have our heartbeat law that's going through the state courts right now, and we'll get that back on the books. But if they win, if we're not successful in August to protect our Constitution, when they're done with us and radicalizing abortion on demand in Ohio, they're going to come after the families, our schools, and they're going to find a loophole that they found is the state constitution because it's so easy to prostitute it and put policy in our state constitution. Look, Bob, we have blackjack, bingo, craps in our state constitution right now. It yeah. doesn't belong I know, there. I know, I know, I know. I mean, we can go on and on, and I know you advocated yeah. as I did to stop that, and here we are today. Thank you, Mike Gondodakis, president of Ohio Right to Life. He is going to be participating in the banquet tonight for the Ohio Christian Alliance. Always great to see you, Mike. And thank you for standing for life here in Ohio. Bob Brady Live will continue. Quick break. We'll be back with the Secretary of State here in Ohio. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.